0: Welcome in to college ho- or to Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Give me one second, folks, and I'll play the intro the right way.
1: The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, or at bellford.com. Verizon Wireless. This is 5G Done Right by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada. A north of the border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Behind the mask. Whether on the ice or in line, we are the Valley headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, the presenting partner of what drives you. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized shower shoes and koozies at icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, Presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, it's part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy.
0: All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest. It is another professional hockey southwest weekly. Scott Strandy with you from Scottsdale, Arizona in my mobile office right outside the ice den right now. And I have got a special guest that we're not gonna waste any time at getting to because I've got Boris Dorzenko with me, the uh, owner of uh, Next Generation Hockey and the Hockey Guru. So Boris, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me there. Thanks for coming into my luxurious office here as you're getting ready to watch. uh, You got your son's practice tonight right afterwards, correct?
2: Yeah, uh, they have an exhibition game tonight, so you will play maybe in an hour from now.
0: Okay, so here we are at the Ice Den, and I want to get a hold of Boris because it's been way too long since we talked, first of all, but so many things have happened in this crazy COVID year, and uh, some of your former students, maybe still students, are uh, seeing a lot of success. So let's start off right now, but how's it been for you in this COVID season, and how have you been able to continue on doing what you do?
2: Well, it was difficult time for everybody, I guess. Uh, so we living some kind of like unusual time when it's too many restriction in different different parts of our lives, including the sports we are practicing and the other activities. But anyway, I'm thankful for like uh, situation in Arizona because we have a chance to keep it going somehow with restriction. But uh, I'm glad the I have a pretty successful. Last summer, uh, like I'm saying, with many restriction and 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 and, and different different type of uh, limitations, but uh, we did it. Uh, I mean, we I canceled my off ice training for the time of the camp. We just have ice sessions, and I was trying to keep the kids in uh, reduced groups and like trying to stay away from each other and warm ups. And so anyway, we go through this. I, f- I feel like. You know, for me as a person who survived Chernobyl, <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like a, probably, probably nothing, right? yeah, so I, I was living like a hundred miles away from Chernobyl oh. with this accident. so and I know how it's this invisible enemy is working. so, uh, I mean, I wish we go through this period really fast. I, I think it's going a little bit better now, and I, I hope we're gonna forget about this very soon.
0: Well, you know, hockey has done a great job, and I've said this many times. The NHL, everybody seems to have done a really good job at continuing on like you have. And a lot of people said, uh, what would the NHL do? And they finished the season with the bubble, and uh, they they got the Stanley Cup awarded. Then they got their season back off again. And one of your students is off to, what, 18 goals in 18 games for Austin Matthews. So tell me how proud you are of the, the work he's put in and the accomplishments and, and accolades he's getting now.
2: Well, there's no words to explain how how happy I am about him. And, and I really, it's it's impressive his, his scoring uh, in this season and the way how he's playing and create this opportunity for partners and for himself. I mean, I know him for many years, and I know he's, he's uh, the person who never stops. Uh, uh, he always trying to be better tomorrow. He was always working on, uh, on the way when he wants to beat him, beat himself, but himself yesterday. So <laughs> he want to be better than he was yesterday, and this has helped him to really, really advance. And I mean, I still he just started his career, and I think it's it's already pretty bright as a big star. And I think we we wait even more 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 interesting thing from Austin and more records for sure.
0: You know, he came and spent the summer back here in the Valley and he brought Connor McDavid with him. And I had a chance to see those guys a couple of times on the ice and doing some different things. But uh, how much do you think it refreshed him or rejuvenated him for the start of the season by having that little extra time to work on his game and, and perfect it because he's off to an unbelievable start.
2: Well, I think it was uh, like, like COVID time bring us some difficulties in the life and, and, and certain things, they kind of like help with something was never happened. Like uh, I think Austin uh, spent and last maybe, I don't know, seven, eight years, just very, very low, very small time in Arizona. And this year was make him get back at home and stay here for pretty long. And be around, has his family around, his friends, and like you know, be in his, in, in, in his really place when he where he was growing and uh, and definitely working here. I mean, for him was something which he was he did for many years, which is uh, very good atmosphere for him. And I believe it was very productive. I know that he got skating here uh, with uh, Shane Doan group, like. Shane Doan helped to organize some scrimmage for the pro guys. I actually have Austin skate with me a few times uh, together with other player, like who is joining the Maple Leafs now, Alex Galchenyuk, uh, and also Nikolai Knejov from San Jose Sharks. So this kind of like a, uh, opportunities for us to be together and like I really enjoy to be with Austin again on the ice and like definitely my son was unbelievable lucky to share the time with him on the ice. And yeah, and we have a former goalie, Peter Budai with us, with, with hockey gear. Like he's, it's actually, I, the way how his Austin work on the ice, the way how he push himself, it's unbelievable. Like it is such a high level professional and focusing what, he wants to do and actually, uh, searching for new ideas. I believe he's a really, really sp- splendid mind for, for ice hockey. He's just amazing. I mean, it's, it's really great experience. Like I'm saying, not just, uh, just being with the, for my son particularly to see how this really professional work is a great experience. And for me as a coach who was coaching Austin for many, many years and, uh, it was interesting to really connect what he's doing now with what I did with him for many years, and like, and it was really, really interesting experience for me, which is helpful in create creation of new new generation of players.
0: When we talk about that, uh, Boris, we talk about how long he worked with you, and and anyone anyway, that has been to your camp knows that you you don't touch pucks very often. Uh, you you do a lot of skating, and how important that is. And when you watch Austin make make moves, and even Connor McDavid and guys like that, um, it, it's their skating ability that gets some opportunities, isn't it?
2: Well, yes, definitely. Um, it was many many years together. Like I I think it was forever. I mean, <laughs> uh, and. Definitely unlimited time to repeat, repeat, repeat with a repetition of the same thing. And yes, I I definitely did some kind of like restriction on the using of pox before the, uh, you know, the fame of the person who never give a pox to the kid is a little bit, little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit away from the true because I really, I love to give him a pox. I just want to adjust the body dynamics for make the, every single part of the body ready to get the poke. As soon as they ready, I give them a poke and they keep it with poke. So, uh, but like I'm saying, it's, I mean, believe me or not, when Austin skate with me here in the certain drills, we did it without poke. Right. And the skating drills, like <laughs> shooting poke definitely with poke and he's like, he's amazing <laughs> with that. But, uh, you know, the skating without poke can help who, help really focus on, on, on your body and your, and your, and your moves and, and then help to cover the puck and protect the puck and definitely shoot the puck because it's all coming from the skating by my choice. Yeah, that's
0: absolutely true. I, I talked uh, earlier this year with another one of your students, Hector Mahul when he uh, got over to uh, Europe and uh, started playing some games over there. And we were talking a little bit about uh, getting started with you for him too and and how that was and and how he really worked on his skating and how you told him to continue to do it uh, over and over again because the repetitiveness is what what made him better. Um, Talk to me a little bit about how you do that in your camps.
2: Well, it was not easy, really easy to keep the kids interested and do some some. Hard, hard work every day and make a lot of the similar repetitions. Like uh, it's it's many kids looking just fun and, and hockey, and I understand that. And and But some some people really wants, want my help, and I need to help them to really find the right direction with that. So I'm trying to explain and motivate them and explain them where this red line, where before this red line they just need to build the basics. And this time is not really... Uh, really good for using pox for example and then as soon they and they, they need to produce many repetition which not comfortable for them and but as soon they crossing this red line they like over this red line they start to feel the difference in their bodies uh, it's very hard to stop them they have desire to to really learn more and get more they they want to do more repetition than i ask them to do that's what happened. And, and, but not many people really go to cross this line. Some people stop just one step before and, and decide by some fun, by some shooting, which I respect too. Like not everybody wants to be professional players, right? right. So some people just practicing the sport for fun. And maybe not. I'm not the right coach to them. So they can find somebody who can organize them a little bit different programs.
0: There are not many like that, because I've been around your camp a few times, and I've seen the kids. Uh, well, they absolutely love you. Uh, after the the workouts, you wonder how many of those kids just want to throw the sticks down. But everybody's hanging around, Boris, Boris, Boris. So uh, I know what you do is, uh, is unbelievable. But give us a little insight for my listeners that haven't heard you talk about Hector himself. When I first met you, uh, you told me I had to see Hector skate because he was – the world's fastest skater, I think you called him, uh, at least the Mexican fastest skater. So, tell me about uh, about Hector because a lot of people don't understand the work that he put in
2: with you. Well, Hector was one one of my first students. Like when I was uh, working in Mexico for the federation, there work with nation, national teams in Mexico. So I discovered this little kid who was five or six years old, and he actually started with me skating and. When I left uh, Mexico and moved to United States, I actually missed Hector a lot, and I was trying to give him some pilot programs to coming over here, trade with me sometime. And the end of the story, I helped him uh, find a school here and 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 make a student visa and move here, play different team. He started actually playing like a, AA teams and finished AAA, and, and actually. I'm glad he's still playing. I'm glad he he's he, he, actually yesterday I think he scored his first goal in Finland, yeah. uh, which was great too for him and his self his self confidence. But anyway, I still believe he has a lot of talent and potential. He just was not really uh, having an opportunity because um, he's I believe he the way he, he is like representing Mexico as a hockey player is not help him at all because many people has in the head that how good the player from Mexico, like many people still uh, remember the movie about the box late team from Jamaica, which is, was like, they were heroes for Jamaica, but not represent any competition to the rest of the world who practicing this sport. So the many people take a Mexican the same way. I I was trying all, all all the time working with Hector, uh, break this kind of like idea and show the people that, doesn't matter where he are coming from, you can still be you know, successful. And I still believe an actor, I still believe he's he going to show us uh, more, and I'm pretty sure in one of these days we're going to meet him here with us and talk with him because I'm pretty sure he's the doors of some, uh, maybe American Hockey League for him will be open very soon.
0: You know, I joked with him, I said that uh, with the new Hispanic ownership for the Coyotes, I said it would have been only fitting for them to make the first signee of their of their ownership group to sign Hector Mahool and bring him over here, but he's probably not quite to NHL level yet. He's getting closer, but um, does he have a shot? Can he get to the NHL still?
2: You know, it's a really funny story because I, I was in touch with the people in LA Kings about Hector and they show more interest in Arizona people who are Latin people. I was trying to get in touch with these people, actually with the new president. I sent him a couple of letters on uh, LinkedIn. I don't know if, he, I, I have a definitely a chance to find him, but like, uh, especially with the program they implement as a help the Latins in, uh, in, in, in Arizona to get in this sport, i mean i probably more indicated person who know this sport from both sides from latin sides from when with my i speak spanish fluently so you know that so but unfortunately i'm only reason maybe it's a covid so we will wait for 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 a little bit l- later but like the phone phone is not contagious so you can <laughs> see, you know in in the internet so anyway i still have a hopes to get in touch with these people from uh Q&A's organization with ownership i know they Fluent in Spanish too, and I'm president actually is a Spanish speaking person too. So I wish to help and I wish to be involved in and in, in develop the more Latin players, like born, doesn't matter where they're born in Mexico and in Argentina or or Costa Rica, or maybe in the United States, because there's many Latin families here, as these kids practicing different sport, and they don't, they don't believe they can do something in, in, in really in, in the ice hockey. But I think they have a lot of opportunities, and now every year more and more players, professional players and different teams with a uh, Latin last names on the back yeah. and start playing really, really good, and, and, and they kind of like start to be a big part of the hockey family.
0: And that's what it is. It's a hockey family. So uh, let's, meet, let's go from the professional ranks to some of your students now that are uh, in junior and college. And the first one that comes to mind for me is, of course, uh, Johnny Walker and and what he's developed into as an NCAA player. And Johnny's had some struggles this year, got hurt, had to miss a lot of time, but still is, I think, the leading goal scorer in uh, active goal scorer in NCAA hockey. So Tell us a little bit about Johnny and, uh, and his style and what you see for improvements.
2: Well, Johnny is a really special special player for me as well. I mean, he was a part of that group who start working with me with Austin Matthews when he was young. Like I remember him when he was seven, eight, ten. Like uh, and definitely, I believe Johnny has a lot of potential to to play like National Hockey League. I believe he is he show in the high level. Uh, NCA division one he proved how good scorer he is uh, he's still working really hard and he's trying he has a dream so I believe uh, like he decide by this way go by NCA and I think it's a good way it's really really interesting in- interesting competition and program for these young people and Johnny have everything in front of him so I uh, I believe this year was little bit little bit slow for him because it's COVID first of all, and the second his injury. But I'm glad he's healthy. He is doing a good job and still leading the league. Uh, I think he will playing really high level very soon. You will recognize remember his name like for for many many years. And uh, and I know some certain interest from the pro teams about about uh, joining. So he just need to keep working. I'm really proud about him, and and actually about his brother. Uh, Jake, so which is uh, and my another student so and he's doing really well was part of the US team right now in uh, developing program get back with Chicago Steels where he's playing with uh uh George Don um he's actually doing really well too. And so the the hockey hockey rolling list everything going. I have a Carson Cos Kass, Carson Cassabut and as freshman right now, this first year and actually not easy year for anybody who jumped on this level is a great kid. I know him from the like seven, eight years old. He was working with me for many years. Um, And he was living here in Arizona, then moved back to, Um, Morehead, Minnesota, where he's originally his parents from, and he was playing really, really high level for last years, junior level and high school level, and and BCHL. So I think he still have a good years in France. So I like this connection, like you know, like Johnny and now uh, Carson. These players never meet each other, and and before, but they both know each other through Boris, like which is. Which is interesting, too, and I, it's some connection. So I'm happy to supply some players. I know Demetrius Kubinzis really well, I like, worked with when he was really young and work with his uh, brothers. And, I mean, it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting, and I, I, I keep going, you know, like, I'm interested to help the Arizona hockey. I always uh, do the biggest part of my training here in Arizona. I'm trying to involve more people in Arizona Together with the people who coming from other states, they invite me a lot of different states. Like going, trying to invite me to Connecticut, trying to invite me to New York, New Jersey, Boston. Every year I have a uh, Florida invitations, and I typically telling these guys why I should go with you, come with us. We have a lot of people playing hockey in Arizona, it's, yeah. and we have a conditions to work. I know it's a little bit hot outside, but it's not affect inside the ring. So we can working really, really good, and I, that's why I spend major part of my summer in Arizona trying to help the Arizona kids first of all and make them more successful. I I really interesting to grow this sport and produce more talents uh, on the the level of like Austin Matthews and and Johnny and and and, and Jake and like keep going with the next generation, produce more players for the, for the hockey world.
0: That's a really good, good statement because I want to jump into next generation here in just a minute. But um, I kind of joke with Johnny. I said, the NCAA is going to give an extra year. Uh, Would you consider taking it? And he said, if they'll let a 55 year old man play college hockey, I'll do it. (laughs) He said, there's probably not many 55 year olds still playing, but if I get a chance to play, I will play. So, I think Johnny's going to be a Sun Devil another year, but you led into Jake, Jake Levanovich, and the the experience that Jake's had. And tell everybody that hasn't heard the story uh, just how important Jake has been for you. Because when I first met you and Jake and you said, yeah, we're on our way to Japan, I'm going like, what? Uh, Jake is a special person, isn't he?
2: Yeah, it is a very special kid. And, like, I mean, it's, it's all kids for me, even Johnny and Austin. But there's <laughs> no no relation with the age, pre, present age of them. Like, uh, the way how I – when I met them, that's kind of, like, I have in my in, – inside of me. And I met Jake when he was actually, like, really, really tiny, small kid. And we, we just work year by year, like I told you. Like we did three trips to Japan together with I where I'm trying to run my my training as well every year uh, and actually Jake was part of this too and we he enjoyed Japan and in other words, Jake followed me everywhere like I really uh, happy with uh, his company and this winter he came for a few days uh, Christmas time and first thing he did he jump on the ice with my winter camp and skate with the boys, which is a great and I mean he uh, very very uh constantly he was really re- really good and repeating things every year he was not waiting for for quick results he was built him year by year and i think he enjoying him right now and he still have a lot of things to do but he did really good initial steps and like he's we still working like i i hope this kid going to play really high level too
0: you know, when I uh, when I saw you uh, working with him and, and also with Hiroki, and we'll get to Hiroki in a minute, but um, uh, Jake was developing and developing, and then I mentioned it to Hector, and the first thing that Hector told me was, yeah, Jake kind of took my spot. <laughs> he said, I used to do the demonstrations for Boris, and then Jake came along and could do it better than all of us. Uh, how much natural ability does Jake have himself?
2: Well, you know, like, it's very hard to talk about the different like if we're talking about now today jake has an amazing skill like skating skill like he is really really good he still need to learn many things regarding game regarding tactics and many things around the hockey but he has a strong basics on skating like he is really recognized by many uh the way how he skate he control his body he control his ages and i mean like i'm a little bit agree with uh i mean unfortunately i'm agree with hector because Like, the life is like this. So, uh, Austin Matthews took Hector's spot. It was not not Jake. And then, (laughs) definitely not. Then, uh, probably, somebody took, like, Carson Casabat probably took uh, Austin Matthews' spot. And then, Jake probably took the... They always take, I'm not calling take my spot, they're all around, they all family for me, and they only my dedication and time, are like exactly the, the most important age of this player, which I'm trying to build them and give them a future. Because as soon as the player has a strong basic, they can still adding skill, they can still adding many thing inside of them. To be more successful, which Austin Matthews show every year, his progression. Like not everything what Austin doing right now is necessary. Boris work with him, not necessary. But all his core, all his basic stuff, what we did for years, they help him to add new things. So it's same with Jake. He's just absorbing as a sponge right now, and he is very, very creative mind. So I'm, I'm, I think they. This is a way how is my school work and my teaching work. I never have reserved i have no specific and special attention to somebody uh unique and specific i i have a place for everybody there's some people inside of my major attention because they're in critical age for improvement and and some kids having more time so i variate this one this uh, time of my attention to the people and trying to give them the best in the, in the moment
0: you know and, and your son right now is with the junior coyotes yeah. right yeah. Uh, so
2: playing U14 in junior Coyotes, he actually played pretty much a whole season as a forward. And by different circumstances, uh, he now plays a defenseman because we have some injuries as a defenseman, and he was forced to over him play a D. And actually, he played that pretty successful as a D. And now he probably gonna stay there. That's that's life. And so, yeah, he's working. He's 14, and I have another eight years old. He just started. This year was first for him, like, little bit more organized hockey. He was practicing with me. He was practicing a little bit and learned to skate here in Iceland. and hopefully next year he can integrate in some maybe house league team, and that's maybe even higher.
0: Well, I saw a video that you put up uh, of – uh your son's last game, and he made a beautiful move to uh, to score a goal. Did you put that on? Uh, where did I see that? Was that on Twitter or uh, In Instagram. Instagram?
2: Yeah, it was on Instagram, and it was <laughs> yesterday game. And actually, he was playing defenseman, and it was like a short head and goal. So i I was a really, really important goal because they kind of like turned the game around. We were losing two nothing. And I think after two periods, and like we won the game three two yesterday, and he was the first goal. He was first goal to score, and actually that's why it was really really important goal for the team. I believe
0: it was pretty good camera work too, because I saw your uh, you got everything, Boris. So you, you got a career in camera work too. It looks like.
2: <laughs> no, I opened a little secret for you. It actually was not my filming. Oh. <laughs> I, I You
0: didn't have to tell me that.
2: <laughs> no, but we have a many talented people in our group of parents, and they actually follow the game from different sides of the rink, and I was actually staying on opposite side with my younger daughter and my son, so I have no chance to film too much because I have my daughter on my hands. She's three, so she needs some attention too. But I'm glad we have a good camera people in there, so they send me this video right away, and I use it in my Instagram media.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so let's talk a little bit about uh, NG Hockey, Next Generation Hockey. Um, like I said, I've seen it now for a number of years, and uh, I sneak into the ranks when you're doing it. You probably don't even see me, and I, I sneak in to watch because I'm so impressed with the talent that you're able to take from different levels and make them better. So tell us about the program and uh, how people can get involved and where you're going to be this year uh, despite the COVID restrictions.
2: Well, uh, you're absolutely right. I'm trying to run this program next generation in Arizona from the first year of my my, my my living here in Arizona and and actually I think it's going to over ten years right now. Uh I think it's like thirteenth year right now, this year, maybe even fourteenth. But uh, I'm still doing it on the same ring and on the first year I did an ice dance though and then I moved to Arcadia and I'm still going there. Um uh, I have a big support of the of this ring and actually the owner who unfortunately passed away, Jim Rogers. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention him as a big big promoter and and person who really be make a big help in promoting next generation in the valley. He gave me a hand, he gave me a shoulder in the, in the probably the more difficult time for me, and was always supportive. I, I need to mention his name, and and we need to keep a very nice memory about this person because he was really really. Uh, good person for, for ice hockey in Arizona. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm still doing working with Arcadia. I'm going to be in Arcadia starting May 31st. Uh, I'm going to do six weeks, back-to-back back six weeks, which is um, month of June, uh, four weeks, plus uh, two weeks in July. And then I have two, three days break and moving to Minnesota, Moorhead, Moorhead, Fargo, Moorhead, Minnesota. And I have four weeks in Fargo, Moorhead, uh, which is going to be from um, July uh, 12th to August 6th. And then I'm moving to Minneapolis for another two weeks in St. Louis Park, Minneapolis uh, is um, from, I think it's, 9th of August to twentieth of August, and that's my program for this summer. I hope to keep it going uh, with uh, no not much restriction about the COVID. So everybody who wants to join it, I'm really happy to help. Definitely, I'm welcome to every single a uh, beginner. It's not not really necessary tool for uh, the just young players to know how to skate. We teach them. We learn them from the basics, from the first steps, uh, which is don't be shy to ask, don't don't be shy to send a message. My website is ng hockey uh, dot us. You can you can send a message with any question. You I can fi- you can find me on Instagram as a Boris Hockey, uh, or you can find me on Facebook as a Boris uh, Next Generation Hockey. Uh, so basically, I have a I, I divide my program into three different levels. The first level is for from beginners and the first year players. Uh, then second level, intermediate and the third level is like elite level, which is the people who not necessarily same age group, but the people who spend the time working with me and they have a knowledge about what we're doing and we can still advance faster. So uh, groups working and, and the and then progression from start in the morning, like probably like 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30. I'm not sure what time it is. You can check better on my website. Uh, and we usually have two hours on the ice. We have some off ice if it's possible. And, and we're working from Monday to Friday every week. So um, I, I wish to have many young kids with me this year. I have a great staff of coaches every year. Uh, this year, I have addition of Peter Budai. He will he will work with Hiroki Wakabayashi, uh, which is a great great news for goalies in the valley because we have we lucky to have uh, uh, many good goaltender instructors now and and have like I have probably the best two in the valley working with me, uh, which is great honor for me and make a welcome to Peter Budai. So.
0: So you mentioned Hiroki, and you and I uh, both uh, know Hiroki. Well, you introduced me to him, and and I've had a lot of fun with Hiroki, visiting with him and talking about his travels, and we all know now what he's gone through over the last year and a half or so, but um, he's getting back. He's on the ice. He's feeling better, I hear, every day. So uh, tell me a little bit about Hiroki and his fighting spirit, if you will.
2: Well, I, I'm, I'm definitely – Hiroki is a great friend of mine, and we know each other for many years. Uh, we, we did – so much work together, and actually trips together to Japan. Um, uh, we take it really seriously his his uh, health uh, situation, and like we're trying to help him as much we can. And I'm glad he start to to feel better, and like I'm, I'm really believe he is a big warrior, big fighter, and he's really show us an example how the person can can be uh, beat this kind of like disease. And and I wish I still wish him the, the best, and I'm glad, really happy to have him on the ice with me lately. He was multiple times already on the ice, like I'm saying, and the company with Peter Budai now. Uh, Hiroki is a great, great instructor. I know him for years, and I believe is a, one of the most analytic person I, I've, I find. He can spend hours, and you know, like, I'm probably same way a little bit, because we pay attention to little details, and sometimes, looks like from the first standpoint, like it's not really important, but some insignificant detail make a major difference. And Hiroki is a person who really pay uh, big attention to small details and that's make him successful. Hiroki is, I know how goalies around the Valley and goalies in Minnesota, like Hiroki, they, they, they love him. And so, uh, so it's, it's great to have him back. And I, I, I wish to have him around, always uh, working with me. And I'm by my side, can offer the goalies to like part of my work was skating because I believe the goalie need the great skating. And and then other kitchen is running by Hiroki and, and, and Peter. Uh, so they're big experts in that.
0: Well, USA Hockey found out just how good Hiroki was and, and grabbed him to hire him as a, as a role with USA Hockey as well. So uh, we're happy for that as well. But um, talk to me a little bit about that role, because when I was a kid, Boris, we'd take the worst player that couldn't skate and we put him in goal. That's when I grew up. No.
2: <laughs> That's
0: not the way it should be though, should it? No, it should definitely. be the best
2: player, right? Definitely. I still I still believe uh, that goalie is probably the best skater in each team. Yeah. I think the goalie need to be amazing skater, like with really, really good highest ability. You need to understand that goalie have even hockey gear much uh heavier than the player. Like and oh. he's staying on this in the position which is totally uncomfortable for, for like for, for like a human. <laughs> and he need full box and, and fraction of seconds and like and and uh the forward have a rest he can go in the first line second no and goalie is there he can he he has no break so that's why i believe the such as importance is skating and i'm glad this like hiroki really understand this. And we have very good chemistry and understanding. And he actually mentioned that every single goalie who was working with me on skating, they produced really good job on on the net. They fill the net. They fill the, the quick on changing the, the directions. And they kind of like really good, powerful skating. They cut the distance really easy. So which is, I agree. And I'm trying to help with this, with this aspect to goalie. And like I'm saying, uh, it was very, very good chemistry working with with Hiroki. And now we start just this year working with Peter. And and like show his experience of 12 years national hockey league, it's that's unbelievable. Like to like not many. I want to mention like few few words about Peter as well, because. As we know, many goaltenders after National Hockey League, they're trying to sort the job and certain National Hockey League team, or they work for NHL, or they work for like American Hockey League, or they they just doing something else than hockey. they going in business. So it's like really unique opportunity for the players to work with a goalie who just two years ago was playing in the National Hockey League. And he actually enjoyed it. And uh, I, I think. Uh, and, and actually, his son is not the goalie, so his son is a skater, which is which is a very interesting story. but uh, and he is actually working with me, and he's a really great kid to to work with, and I think he's gonna be a really good player.
0: You know, and we talk about the junior coyotes uh, as well, and a lot of the growth of hockey in Arizona has been the fact that the NHL players typically come here now to retire. And uh they get involved helping coach programs and and bring their sons and and daughters out to to be hockey players. so how much of an impact have you seen in thirteen years here How, how big has it grown because of the hockey players right here in the valley the, the retired professionals?
2: Well, I think it's important like really important uh like kids here in uh in Ice Den, they're very lucky they And many places, the other kids in many places in the United States, they have no opportunity to see the uh, professional players, like yesterday professional players, today the coaching kids uh, being on the rink around them. And and we have uh, many of the famous people with celebrities who – just the names. Well, Ray Whitney is coaching team for I think like three, four years. Uh, Derek Morris is coaching teams. He's coaching the team. Uh, Darcy Hardichuk is here coaching the team. Shane Doan was coaching team last year. Well, I probably forgot somebody else, but this is. Uh, I mean, I, it's it's really too many. I see the Dave, Dave Scatcherd uh, pretty often here in the ring helping with the kids, and like Peter Budai now helping with the kids. It's like a full team of the player. You can build, build a beautiful team of veterans from National Hockey League, you nice. know. And all these people, they are trying to help kids. Definitely, they have as much they have a the time. But I think I see Ray Whitney here more, like and Steve Sullivan is another one. I yeah. forgot. He actually in the position right now with a with a with Arizona Coyotes yeah. and man, management position, and he at the same time coaching the kids here, which is. Beautiful too. So we're lucky here in Arizona, and I think these people make a big impact in kids because the kids uh, really can hear uh, information from the really witnesses of the everything, not from somebody who just was on the stairs, right? And you can ask questions. I personally asking question. I ask Ray Whitney questions. What do you think? What I ask Derek Morris. I, I, I you know, as. For kids it's even even better. They have the, these coaches on the ice, teach them and it's impressive. I mean I think it's a good for Arizona hockey. It's really, really great and, and it's gonna help. Like I remember when Austin Matthews was uh young and Johnny was young. Like it was like really, really benefit to them to have sometime Jeremy Ronick on the ice. I remember this time. And Claude Lemieux actually was always around because Brandon was playing in the same team. So it's it's important because between the friendly conversation with these people they like to remember something from their careers and they're trying to share with the kids the same experience they got they saying like don't do like this do like this from my experience don't even try like it's really interesting to hear these people because they they have a tons of information for, for every youth player even for like adult coaches and like even for myself like I'm really enjoyed to listen to them.
0: Okay, final one for you. The NHL uh, just completed their outdoor game at Lake Tahoe. Um, They had a few ice issues because they got started, I think, a little too early in the day uh, for Lake Tahoe. But you as a skating guru, um, what were your thoughts on that and how important was it for the National Hockey League to postpone that game to a little later in the nighttime? Because uh, that ice gets bad. It's not good, is it?
2: Well, it's really hard to appreciate the quality of ice for from Arizona, but from the video uh, which was presented by National Hockey League, it was, it was really many issues with the ice, uh, because the sun was very strong, and I think the time, uh, it was maybe calculation of time, was not not really appropriate for this, uh, so it's exactly the, the stronger sun there, and actually the decision of National Hockey League to suspend this game temporarily, and uh, it was good decision, because this uh, because the safety of players is important and and referees. Uh, So I'm glad they make it work, and I'm glad the second game was successful too. It's never perfect ice and outdoor. It's never perfect ice. It's always some issue with ice. But all these people mostly, they they know what they do. And National Hockey League are doing the great effort this year. We're saying like playoff in the bubbles it was made for spectators it was made for the people the people who was hungry to watch hockey again and and actually there was most probably the most beautiful su- summer for me when i was you can see playoff in august in <laughs> august and and but anyway now they do the same effort the great effort in trying to maintain this league it's not easy it was Great, great place to pick for the outdoor game to keep this tradition because there's not many spectators, not many, but it's a beautiful view, unbelievable view. And I think player enjoyed the place, enjoyed this. Uh, so all this issue with ice is just a history now. Like we, Everybody will remember the score of this game and how beautiful it was.
0: Boris, I, I definitely thank you for taking some time. I know you got a scrimmage to go watch and, and and see if that son can put the puck in the net a couple more times from the defensive end again. I'll continue to give you credit, though, for the pictures because I thought that video was good. So whoever did it, whoever gave it to you, you could have fooled me. <laughs> yep. thank, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's always a pleasure. we got to do it again sometime. And, and, and the final thing I want you to comment on is – did you think Austin was going to jump out to 18 goals in 18 games in the NHL? And what do you think of that all-Canadian league that he's in right now?
2: Well, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I hear some some opinions, critical opinions about saying, like, the just Canadian teams playing each other. But, you know, like, when the person scores four points against Corey Price, <laughs> yeah. what you can tell me is that one of the best goalies in the world right now. So it's has been... This this opinion is not not really like every single team in National Hockey League is very competitive. They have high level professionals, and scoring these goalies doesn't matter which team you're playing against is really tough. So I'm glad Austin doing that. He beating records. I mean, every day he beating. I don't think he think about beating any records. It's not his goal. I think his goal is play well, organize the team around. He, he's a huge leader, and he just enjoying the game. That's what I'm I'm, I'm thinking. I wish him all the best, and I wish him. Break, or break all, break all these records possible, but and the end of the story, he make us enjoy this game and watch him. Like we, we, we. I know many, many fans of him here in Arizona.
0: Yeah, here in the Southwest, he is definitely a hero along with everybody in Toronto. They love him as well. So.
1: You think you can still do this?
3: I'm focused. Oh. You're way too old to hit
4: that target from there. I've been listening to.
5: Circus Sports. Get 24 7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross sport parlays, in game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at circusports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sports books at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at circusports.com. If you live in the
4: valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery.
1: Wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch.
4: Oh, that Fortress, that combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive of ribs?
3: At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. And players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind The Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
4: At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used, And if you want to make the best margaritas,
5: Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com.
0: All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. I apologize again for the little glitches in there, folks, but this is live. Uh, this is a conversation in a car. I think we're going to have to start something like that uh, uh, a la James Corden or something because uh, I met with uh, the one and only Boris Dorozenko, had him uh, uh, join me in the vehicle to get a nice uh, quiet area to talk, and what a wealth of knowledge uh, of my uh, – um, my friend Boris is, uh, so many good players he's produced already, so many more coming down the pike. Uh, it, it's just fun to, uh, to sit and talk hockey with him because you can just see uh, the love he has for his players, the love he has for what he does, and uh, the love that he has for, uh, for Arizona and the Southwest. He will, uh, he will take on any challenge there, none too big, and he is extremely proud of one uh, Austin Matthews uh, for the accomplishments that he's done, and uh, he's he's just beginning, folks. He's a very young NHLer in terms of NHL hockey, so his, his experience, his game will get better and better. Um, also likes to talk about Johnny Walker, a, a really good um, student of his, and uh, Johnny, of course, uh, spends a lot of time with Boris when he can, and Johnny's uh, a half-brother. Jake Levanovich is uh, doing a, a number in uh, the uh, – USHL at the, with the Chicago Steel and now Team USA as he continues to develop. And Boris told me off-camera, off-recording, uh, that uh, watch out for Jake. He's going to be pretty darn good. So uh, we uh, will definitely keep our eyes on that. Because this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, uh, I do have my eyes on the games going on right now. The Golden Knights and Avalanche are uh, 0-0 um, with about – Four minutes to go in the first period in Colorado. Uh, of course, the uh, Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks are uh, playing right here in Glendale uh, with the Ducks leading right now 1-0 with about seven and a half minutes to go in the first period. So that's your live updates as we do this uh, a little bit uh, earlier. We're wrapping up the show now and we'd normally be starting it, but uh, I want to make sure that Boris had ample time to talk about Uh, his players, uh, his love for the game, and, of course, his business, NG Hockey. Uh, I believe it's nghockey.us is his website, but uh, you can find him all over social media, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram. He's everywhere. Boris Dorzenko, uh, the hockey guru in the Valley of the Sun here in Phoenix, and really the whole hockey world uh, is so thankful to have Boris uh, in the neighborhood because uh, he really does – Uh, bring everything that he can. And just as I say that, folks, quick update, the Ducks have now increased their lead to a 2-0 lead uh, over the Arizona Coyotes. In AHL action, see the uh, Henderson Silver Knights and the San Diego Gulls uh, do battle for three games, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at the Orleans. I can't wait to get back up there and see that action uh, in person. I understand we are getting close in Nevada to being able to bring some fans in um maybe as soon as uh the first of march which is just right around the corner so that's a good thing that's uh always great if we can do it safely let's bring them out and uh let's get some noise made in those arenas looking forward to that of course uh the tucson roadrunners have also had uh their share of problems as far as getting going with covid and then uh their opponents getting stuck in a nice snowstorm in in texas uh the San Jose Barracuda couldn't make it, so uh, the uh, the AHL teams are um, just now trying to figure this whole thing out and, and get games played, but uh, a big shout out to uh, Steve from the head coach of the uh, Tucson Roadrunners, for the job that he's doing down there uh, under some really difficult times, but uh, he's actually uh, got that team undefeated, folks, so look out. Um in addition, the Colorado Eagles and the Colorado Avalanche, I've already mentioned the Avalanche, uh, who uh, beat the Golden Knights in the uh, outdoor game the other night. Um, <laughs> started as a daytime game, folks. Ended um, after midnight, um, local time, to, to get it done. But uh, what a great scene it was uh, in South Lake Tahoe. The, uh, the videos the pictures just don't do it justice. It's such a great spot, and I'm glad they're able to play the games. It was great to see also that uh, the Pitts or the Philadelphia and Boston game uh, really went off without a hitch. So, all good news for the NHL. They continue to be the leaders in professional sports, in my opinion, in uh, in getting things done. And uh, we're we're proud to say that uh, uh, both the Avalanche and the Golden Knights are in our coverage area. So. Okay, let's take one more quick break, and then we'll be back to wrap up another edition of uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly.
3: I have a car whose lease is up soon, and I'll be looking around for the best deal that I can get. I have certain parameters that I'm looking for in that next vehicle. For example, I want a car that qualifies for a New York State HOV sticker. But being on Long Island won't stop me from taking advice from hockey great Shane Doan. And I'll be checking out Bell Ford and bellford.com. Bell Ford, the presenting partner of our new season of the Sunday Special at Icetimehockeysw.com, was voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona. So go shop where Shane Doan shops. Talk to Kevin Wood. Let him know that Icetimehockeysw.com sent you, and let him give you the All Star treatment online or at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix.
1: Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm
3: focused. You're way too old to hit that target from
4: there. I've been oh! listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got
1: it. Still
5: got it. Who's old now? betting app with circus sports get 24 7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu including props futures cross sport parlays in-game wagering and more sign up for the mobile wagering app at circus sports.com. then visit one of our downtown las vegas sports books at the d or the golden gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account learn more at circus sports.com
0: all right we're back professional hockey southwest weekly scott strandy joining you from scottsdale arizona but not in my uh friendly confines uh, studio air quotes there home uh but from the ice den and uh conversation in cars with uh, the great the one and only boris Dorazenko, uh ng hockey on uh, twitter And you can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, Boris, one of the very best at teaching the game of hockey. And uh, if anybody can get their kids to become better hockey players uh, without using pucks, at least not very often, Boris Dorzenko is the guy. Folks, you have to see uh, what he does with with his students. You have to see what uh, your students and children will look like when they spent a little time with Boris. So if you want an example, he wears number 34 for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, Uh, unbelievable uh, what he's done so far, 18 goals, 18 games. He's on fire um, and uh, he's only going to get better folks. So, okay. We'll wrap up another episode tonight by saying thank you to Boris for uh, spending some time with us. Uh, Always a great conversation. I want to thank all of our partners as always and Tell you to tune in tomorrow night for another episode of uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul Hornstein and myself will be taking you through uh, a little bit of college hockey in the Southwest. There's still some stuff going on, folks. We're getting closer to tournament time. I know Paul's going to want to talk about the pairwise. And I do want to shout out my co-host's birthday today. So happy birthday, Paul Hornstein. Uh, make sure that uh, if you haven't given him a wish already on social media, you do, he just loves when his phone blows up. So Go ahead and take care of that, folks. You still got time. Uh, happy birthday, Paul! And uh, I do also want to say that Wednesday night I will be uh, recording a little live again with Stephen Marsh. A uh, little early show, I should say. Not not only live, but early, uh, as we prepare for the uh, Henderson Silver Knights and the San Diego Gulls hockey game. So you'll uh, you have to check out our uh, Instagram on our Twitter and find out when we're going to be broadcasting. But it will always be downloadable. It will always be up at 7.30 in the evening for you to uh, jump on as well. So live hockey going on, live podcast going on. We thank everybody for listening. And uh, we will talk to you all again in, uh, let's see, tomorrow night, I guess. And if you're going to tune us for for professional hockey, that will be next Monday. So thank you all for tuning in and good night.
4: If you live in the Valley, you know that there is Great Mexican food.